Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. And the honor, Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we bless your holy name, you deserve, you deserve the glory. And the honor, and the honor, Lord, we love you, say, Lord, we
You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is You want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is
Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, how great, how great, how great, how great thou art, hallelujah, you are awesome, you are good God, you are great God, you are awesome, awesome God, thank you Lord, thank you Jesus, thank you Yeshua, thank you Jehoshua, thank you mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty Jesus, thank you. You are awesome, God. You are a good God. Amen. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Yeshua HaMashiach. All the glory and the honor to you, my Lord, my King. Our Savior, praise the living God. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear me, brothers and sisters? Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Getting the volume all the way up. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's hour. May God bless you and give you his peace. Hallelujah. I'm sorry for not coming every Wednesday, my brothers and sisters. It is getting hotter now because I'm taking care of my dad. Hallelujah. Also working and taking care of my family as a single mother. It is hard, but with the help of the Lord, I can come here. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise the living God. Hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. Welcome, welcome to the Lord's Hour. May God bless everyone who's listening in the air, who is in the uh, in the chat room. Sister Regina, may God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here and listening to the Lord's Hour. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. And everyone who's going to be listening in the archives, I, everyone who's listening in the cell phones, May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. God is good, and God loves us. Amen. And he's getting his people ready because he is coming. Hallelujah. Here in Chicago, my brothers and sisters, we have contaminated air. 
I don't know if you have heard the news, but they have told us not to go out if we don't have to. If there's no need, they say don't go out. But unfortunately, people, they have to work. We have to go to work, and there's nothing we can do. But it is hard to breathe. The contamination is coming from Canada. And um, it's sad. Well, since COVID, they have done persecution to Christians. Um, they have to, they have uh, penalized some churches. They have, they have rested some pastors. The same in California, Michigan, New York, Illinois. And you can't, my God, you can't play. This is happening because of sin and persecution. Time has come. The great persecution. And even with the same Christians are persecuting one another, which is sad. It is horrible. But we love God. And the gospel doesn't change. Hallelujah. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and always. Persecution will get stronger, but we have to persevere. The Lord did let us know in his word that we were going to be persecuted for his name. But worldly Christians will not be persecuted. Some of them, they have even joined the global faith through church. Those, hallelujah, that love the word of God, the love, hallelujah, righteousness, the love, the evangelical, that love holiness, the love God, hallelujah, with all the strength, those that have dedicated and seek God, and has decided to follow, hallelujah, Jesus, no matter what. So we have to pray for one another. Hallelujah. And we have to be prepared. That's what the Lord is putting in my heart. That we have to be prepared because persecution will get worse. This is a preparation that Jesus is imminent Jesus coming is imminent. Soon, we will hear the trumpet sound. Hallelujah. Praise. Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. God is good. Today in the morning, I had another dream. Hallelujah. That me and my kids, our family here at the house, we were all sitting at the, at the dinner table. And we have had our hands up and said, and I said to everyone, repent, repent, repent now, because the rapture is about to happen. I felt it in my heart. And we all closed our eyes, hallelujah, and it started to repent. And when we opened our eyes, we were already in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Oh, that was awesome. Just like the Bible says, hallelujah. 
as soon as, hallelujah, you close your eyes and you open your eyes like in once less than a second, that's how fast it's going to be. That's how we're going to meet the Lord. And we were all dressed up in white, and I woke up. So we have to stay rapture ready at all times because we don't know the date and the hour when the king will come, but we all feel it because we have our lamps filled with oil waiting for Jesus Christ to take us home. Hallelujah. Soon we will hear the trumpet sound, and we are waiting and wanting for Jesus to come. But time is running out. Look what's happening. Look what is happening right now. The economy is getting bad. Artificial intelligence is ready for the Antichrist. The nuclear bomb is close. War and rumors of wars. China preparing to invade Taiwan. Europe preparing preparing thousands of soldiers. Things are getting ready for the Antichrist. Hallelujah. But the, but, but the rapture, the rapture also, hallelujah, imminent praise the living God. Hallelujah. The rapture is close too. Hallelujah. The rapture is getting closer. Hallelujah. We're close to meet Jesus. And again, we don't know the date and the hour. Only God the Father knows. But we are seeing, hallelujah. We're seeing what is happening. God says, hallelujah, it's happening. It's coming, hallelujah. It's coming to pass. The word of God is truth. And everything what Jesus told us, we're seeing it with our own eyes. Summon plagues, rumors of wars, war. Earthquakes in so many different places. And by the way, the weather is getting warmer, getting warmer everywhere. They're saying that the big one is coming and it's close. Are you ready? Let's get ready seeking God daily, praying and staying in holiness. Let's stay rapture ready and get your lamps ready. And stay rapture ready, hallelujah, at all times. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, because the big one is closed. Temperatures are changing everywhere. The nature is crying out. Difficult days are still happening. Run to the Lord before it's too late. Time is running out. Things are getting worse. The world is corrupt. 
all the world and the governments are corrupt. They're destroying families, giving so much garbage to our children in schools, taking your children's brain, and it's everywhere. I remember now when Jesus told me, daughter, would you like to put your kids in private schools? And I didn't do it because I didn't have enough money. But all I have to do in that time was to trust Jesus. Friends and brothers that are listening, the devil is working into public schools to destroy your families, to destroy your kid's brain, and get them for the day when he will reign. Don't let him. He's building something. Remember? Father of all lies is rebellion and he wants to make your children's rebellion interfering with what God has established and is planning to break that. That is why many nations are getting judgment. You can't interfere with what God has established and we have to stand firm in prayer and protect our families. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to get ready at all times. We have to be on guard and protect our children. May God bless you. May God bless. Hallelujah. Everyone who's here listening to the Lord's Hour, welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is the Lord's Hour. It is Jesus. Hallelujah. Radio. He's inviting everyone who listens to listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. Because Jesus, Jesus is the only one who cares. He's our God and he loves us. He gave his life for you and me. And he welcomes everyone, hallelujah, to listen to his word, to listen to the word of God the one who brings people. He's the one who touches people. All the glory and the honor to our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit, Father God, I repent from all type and kind of a sin that I have committed against you, my Lord. Cleanse me, Lord Jesus, and keep me clean. Hallelujah, Lord, with your holy blood and mighty blood, Jesus. Watch our sins away, Lord Jesus, with your mighty blood, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord Jesus, our heart, our mind, our soul, our spirits, Lord, and forgive us, Lord Jesus. Since the day that we were born until now in the last second of the rapture, my Lord. And I pray, Father God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for angels to back me up. I pray for everyone here, Lord Jesus. Your blood, cover us with your holy and mighty blood, Jesus, and our families. Everyone who's listening to the Lord's hour, bring them to you, Lord Jesus. This is about you, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. 
Oh, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I bind every, every demon from north, hallelujah, south, east, west, up and down. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bind every evil spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. And I break their powers by the blood of Jesus and send them all to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, the charge of our protection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father God, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I pray that you will send archangels to back us up. And I thank you, Father God, for doing it. I thank you, Jesus, for doing it. Hallelujah. You're welcome, 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 Holy Spirit, into this place. Welcome, Jesus, hallelujah, to this place. Welcome, welcome, Yeshua HaMashiach, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Give me, give me words, Lord Jesus, for your people. Put a word, because it's you using me. I'm just a vessel. Use me, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I am your servant, Lord Jesus. The glory is yours, Jesus Christ. The honor is yours, Jesus Christ. And Holy Spirit of God, to you be the glory and the honor forever and ever and eternity and, and eternities. Oh, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, and the Holy Spirit of God. Ministry to your people tonight, Jesus. Talk to your people tonight. Deliver your people tonight and bring them to you. Those that are lost, bring them to you, Jesus Christ. Save souls and deliver them and deliver your people tonight, Lord Jesus. Do as you please, Lord, because you love us. You love us. Hallelujah. And it's all about you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Welcome, Holy Spirit of God. Come down with fire and power all over this place. Fire and power all over this place. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field, says the word of God in Proverbs 24, 27. Hallelujah. Get everything ready for, your, for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. And get ready and prepare your home. Hallelujah. Get your house ready. Hallelujah. Get everything, food, supplies in your house. As we have mentioned in the Lord's hour a couple times, hallelujah, you should be ready. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your house, 
got to be strong. Hallelujah. Get also prepared. Be ready and get also in shape. Do exercise. If there's going to be time of running, it's going to be difficult for people that are not in good shape. It's good to maintain your body, the temple, your temple, and physically, physically healthy. Hallelujah. And spiritually and physically. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Hallelujah. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for reason, for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. First Peter 3.15. Honor Christ. Honor the Lord. Hallelujah. Appreciate everything what he does. Be thankful every day for what he has done in your life and for what he's doing in your life and your family and for what he is going to do. You should always, hallelujah, be thankful. And even if you're going through difficult times, honor the Lord. There's always a reason for everything. There's always a reason. Why things? Why have that have had? Why have things have happened? Why did it happen? No questions. Why? Just honor the Lord. Hallelujah. Honor the Lord. Don't blame God for your failures, for our sins, because we all sin. Many people blame God. Why don't you blame the enemy? What God did and to be for good, what he wants to give you, And what he is doing is good in your life. But the enemy coming is still. Satan, he destroys and is still. And if you let him, and don't let him, he can take your soul. So don't let him daily read his word. Hallelujah. And honor Christ. And thank the Lord. Because what he wants is to bring you home with him. Is to bring you to heaven. But the enemy is only meant to destroy And God wants to give you life. God, hallelujah, he wants to 
He wants you, he wants to forgive you or repent. We all have to repent. Hallelujah. All what he wants is to bring us, hallelujah, to heaven, to paradise. That's what Jesus wants. And that is why, hallelujah, I'm bringing, I'm coming here to those hours and to preach the gospel, the great news. Because Jesus, Jesus wants, he wants you, hallelujah. He wants to see you in heaven. And he's calling you. This is not a coincidence for you or friends that are listening in the Lord's hour. He wants to bring you to him because he cares and because he loves you. And he has a place prepared for you. Hallelujah. In heaven. But the enemy, what he, what he does is to destroy souls, is to destroy you physically, mentally, and spiritually. He destroys your house, your family, your job. He steals and he destroys. He's a father of all lies. Don't blame God for your failures. Same thing is an expert. He has done it for many years. The people, they don't blame the enemy. They just blame God. Come to Jesus. Give your life to the Lord. The Lord will deliver you from Satan's hands. All you need to do is repent and ask Jesus to come into your heart and believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. And he forgives. Hallelujah. He will erase your sin. He will not remember no more all what he wants. Hallelujah. Is to bring you home, paradise, so you can be with him. You were created to be with the Lord Jesus, but not to be with the enemy. All you need to say is, I'm sorry, Lord, and repent because time is running out. I repent, Lord Jesus. I accept you in my heart. Hallelujah. Lord, come into my heart. Write my, write my name in the book of life. I repent from all type and kind of a sin that I have committed against you. Forget me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord Jesus, from all unrighteousness. Keep me clean, Lord. And help me so. And read the word of God and follow Jesus. Follow the Lord's hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Care because God loves you and God wants you. He wants to bring you home. Hallelujah. Look around you. Look what is happening. Earthquakes in many places. Tornadoes. Weather changing. Air, contamination of air, 
first was in New York, now Chicago. It is very contaminated. It affects the lungs. It affects the brain. May God protect us. And it's all coming from Canada. Why are these things happening? Hallelujah. But in the middle of all this, God, hallelujah, protect his people. In the middle of all this, God is preparing us and God is preparing people to be, to stay awake, to awaken people awake, to be awake. Hallelujah. All this persecution. That is that was happening and that is still happening is to awake, to be awakened. Hallelujah. But stay awake at all times, says the word of God in Luke twenty one thirty six, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. many events, many things that are going to take place. Tribulation is close. So is the rapture. Don't be left behind. We stay awake at all times, praying, getting your lamps filled with oil. Hallelujah. Waiting for Jesus, waiting for the groom to come. Hallelujah. The prudent sees danger and hides himself. Says the word God in Proverbs 22, verse 3. But the simple go and suffer for it. Hallelujah. We had to be prudent. We have to trust the Lord. When things are happening, you hope and you pray and and you hide in Jesus' arms. Hallelujah. And you trust the Lord Jesus. Oh, God is so good. Hallelujah. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like the, like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lambs, they took no oil with them. But the wise took, fla- took flasks of oil with their lambs. If the bridegroom was delayed, delay, they all became drowsy and slept. Don't sleep. Don't become drowsy. Don't get lazy. Wake up. 
that old times wait up for the Lord. That sometimes, my brothers and sisters, actually it happens almost every day up at old times. And when I wake up, I repent. And I think about Jesus. We have to do it every time because we don't know the date and the hour. We have to hallelujah. We have to speak and pray and ask for the Lord's strength. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is the one who gives you strength. He gives you strength. Without his strength, you won't be able, hallelujah, to do it. Go to the end, Proverbs 6, 6, verse 8. Go to the end, O slugger, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. So true, the ants, you see them working all the time. And they work without having any chief officers. That's the word God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what we have to do. We have to do it spiritually and we have to do it physically. Gotta work every day. Feed our families, have your house ready for anything that it will come. But it's mostly more important spiritually, too. Hallelujah. Get your lambs ready. Have your lambs ready with oil. Therefore, you also must be ready. The word God let us know, for the Son of Man is coming at the hour, hour you do not expect. Matthew 24, 44. Hallelujah. Oh, that is good. Hallelujah. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man. It's coming at an hour you do not expect. So we have to wait up for the Lord. And we have to be awake. We have to be on guard at all times. Besides, this is you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. Romans 13, verse 11. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, and that's what we have, we have gone through all that. Problems, tests, trials, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world. Jesus did it. We have to do it too. 
And we have to be faithful to the Lord. Stay firm. And we have to be faithful to the Lord. Hallelujah. For which of you deciding to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Luke fourteen twenty eight. Be ready and keep ready, you and all your hosts that are assembled about you and be a guard for them. Denying the Lord put in my heart and my spirit to stay ready, to be prepared. We have to be prepared for, I don't know, for whatever is coming. We got to be ready. Hallelujah. I hope you got your house ready, spiritually and physically. The plans of the heart belongs to men. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord, Proverbs 16, 133. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. The Lord waits the spirit to commit your word to the Lord. And your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for his purpose, even the wicked for the date of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. We have to repent for arrogance. Lord, we say it to the Lord. Lord, I repent. I repent. Don't say, if I do have arrogance. We all sin. Even if you feel you don't have it. Even if I feel that I don't have it or that I don't think I have that. Uh-uh. I will still do it because I don't trust the flesh. I will say, Lord, I'm so sorry for being arrogant. I'm so sorry, Lord, for my pride. I am so sorry. I repent, Lord Jesus. Change me, Lord. Purify me, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Purify my heart. Lord, hallelujah. Change me, Lord. Lord, I want to follow you. And I want you, Lord Jesus, to cleanse me, let him know, from all unrighteousness. And keep me clean, my Lord. Because Aaron, in heart, is an abomination to the Lord. And also says, be assured, Proverbs 16, 133, he will not go unpunished. God, I ask the Lord. And we have to let him know. To find anything that he's not pleased in our hearts to be removed. Hallelujah. 
because we don't want anything not of God in in in, in our life, in, in our spirit, in our soul. We want things of God. We want to please the Lord. And we will want Jesus cleanse us and to remove anything not of God in our life. To please him. Hallelujah. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, Romans 12, 1, 2, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but to transform by the renewal, by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is the will of God in your life? What is good and acceptable and perfect to the Lord? Hallelujah. Say, Lord, whatever your will is in my life, please do it. Because I trust you, Jesus. What is acceptable and perfect, Lord? I pray for that, Lord Jesus, in my life. And help me so. Hallelujah. And that servant who knew his master will, will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. Luke twelve forty seven. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Say, Lord. Hallelujah. Help me to be ready. And help me to act according to your will. Help me, Lord Jesus, to act according to your will. Oh, Lord, save me. Oh, Lord, have mercy from receiving any severe beating or punishment. Forgive me, Lord, and help me and show me in what areas of my life I am failing you. Show me, Lord Jesus. I pray for the God in Jesus' name. Bible, let us know. The Bible teaches us this is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why it is important to read his word. First Peter one thirteen because he's talking to us because we are receiving his word, because we know that it's true. And he's speaking to us and he's letting us know what areas or where are we showing him? What are we doing? And then 
we repent from those things. And the Holy Spirit helps us and let us know what areas. And we repent and we stop. We stop there, you know, sinning. And we ask Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help us in that area. First Peter one thirteen, therefore preparing your minds for action and be sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Prepare your minds for action and being sober minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Prepare your mind to think positive. Prepare your mind always to thank the Lord. Prepare your mind to be grateful to the Lord. Prepare your mind, hallelujah, to speak positive, to prayer and set your mind, hallelujah, to seek the Lord Jesus and to love him. Prepare your mind to love him with all of your strength. That's what is coming in your mind, in your heart. Be positive. Speak life. Don't let the enemy put bad thoughts and evil thoughts in your mind because then it goes to the heart and then you sin. Don't open doors to the enemy so he can destroy you. Don't open doors to the enemy so he can lead your life because it will be destruction. The enemy plays with your mind. He likes to play with our minds. He likes to go to our mind because he knows that once he gets the mind, then he can get the heart. And how does he work? He works with negativity. He works with evil thoughts. He works with with loss. He works with... Um, with uh, bad thoughts, he works by you, you know, thinking uh, negative and revealing, revealing against God and, and blaming God for what you're going through. He sends those negative thoughts don't let them Once you start thinking in one, two, three seconds, something negative, you review that and reject it. Don't even think about it. If you already cry because you're feeling sorry for yourself and you be negative about it, he already have got you there. You rebuke that. You, instead of thinking negative thoughts, you think positive. Think positive. Even, even if it's whatever you're going through, Whatever you're going through, you think positive. It's going to be okay. I'll be okay. If you don't have a job, I will have a job because I'm trusting Jesus. He will give me a job. Are you losing your marriage? No. God is going to save my marriage. God is going to do something about my marriage. God is going, hallelujah. 
possible because what is impossible for you, it is possible for Jesus. If that is, hallelujah, the will of God in your life, hallelujah. If you're losing your shoulders, you trust Jesus. Don't think negative, oh, he's going to do this. She's going to do that. She's going to go there. She is going to go there. You're already thinking negative. And because you're thinking negative, it will happen. Remember, when you are, you are thinking, it will go into your heart. Once it goes into your heart, you're going to say it. Once you say it, the enemy will take that and he'll, and he'll do it. Because you already have believed that. So you better believe she or he is going to be for the Lord Jesus. Because if you set your mind on thinking that either your husband or your son or your daughter is going to be for the Lord, and you already seeing, you already seeing it, that he or she is holding a Bible, and you're picturing your children with that Bible, holding that Bible, hallelujah, and that they're going to be the believer for Jesus Christ, you already have set your mind, and you already have prepared your heart, and you are going to say it, and Satan cannot do anything about it. Because who's going to think, who's going to take that set mind in action, hallelujah, in your heart and thinking positive? Jesus will take that. And Jesus, hallelujah, will do the miracle. And you'll see that miracle. And that is, and it was because of your faith. And because you said it and you did confess it and you did believe it. But you have to believe it. It has to come from the heart. You have to believe it to see it. That's how faith works. You have to set your mind and push your mind in action on positive thoughts. Don't let Satan get your brain. Don't let the enemy get what he has been getting for so many years already, destroying your marriage or destroying your shoulders, destroying everything that you love. No, it is time to rebuke him, and it is time to start thinking positive. Hallelujah. Because thinking positive is how you, hallelujah, are going to be delivered. Thinking positive, hallelujah, hallelujah, how Jesus is going to work in your life, and how is he going to deliver you. You have to believe. You have to believe to receive the miracle. You have to believe without seeing it to make it happen. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. So take that and put it in action. And not just 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 don't say, Oh, this is gonna be like this but you're not believing it in your heart. No. And how are you going to believe it in your heart? It's trusting Jesus. Do you believe what the Word of God says? Yes. We do believe what the Word of God says because the Word of God is not a lie. The Word of God is truth. 
is truth. So we have to believe it to receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, oh. God is speaking to someone here tonight. Receive it and believe it. Hallelujah. He's transforming his bride. He's getting his bride ready. He's preparing his bride. His bride. 21.9, verse 36 says, And when your heart of wars and tumult, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place. But the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences. We have seen all this. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. That is happening. We have seen it everywhere, not only in America, which was rare to see in America, right? No, we, we, it's everywhere. The persecution is everywhere. Delivering you, hallelujah, their hands on you, and persecuting you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. There have been some pastors that they have, that they have, um, now what the word God says. What is the word God saying? He's letting us know. Hallelujah. And it came to pass. See, the word of God is true. It's 100% true. And then the word of God continues. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. If this happened to you, if it happens to me, if it happens to anyone that preaches the gospel, the great news, we should not be ashamed because the word of God is power. Hallelujah. It is power. The victory belongs to the Lord. The battle. Hallelujah. It's severe, but God will fight for you. Always remember that victory belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. The horse is made ready for the day of, 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 of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 31. But the one who endures to the end will be safe, endure, and be faithful. Until the end. And you will be safe. Do your best to present yourself to God. Hallelujah. As one approved. Second Timothy 2.15. This is for all of us. God is even preaching to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do your best to present yourself to God. As one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed. 
rightly handle the word of truth. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Praise, hallelujah, the living God. And the word of God, tell us therefore to stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Matthew 24, 42. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear contracted an ark for the saving, hallelujah, of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Hebrews 11, 7. Do you not know that in the in, in that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize, only one. So run that you may obtain it. Hallelujah. First Corinthians nine twenty four. Run, run that you may obtain it. Hallelujah. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And let's stay watchful and stay firm and faith. And we have to act like men, act like men and be strong, says the word of God in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be watchful and stand firm in the faith. Act like men, be strong. Get ready. Let's get prepared. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Get a job. First Timothy five eight. Man, if you have to pay child support, pay. And if you are living still in your with your family, support your family and help your family. Find a job. Support your family. Take care of your family. Look what the word God says. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and this is for a woman too, okay, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. We have to work to support our families. And if you have fallen into drugs, into alcohol, I'm not here to judge you because that's God. Hallelujah. God is the one who judges. That's our job. But I'm here to let you know that there's nothing impossible for God. Hallelujah. You let the Lord Jesus Christ know and say, Lord Jesus, please deliver me. Please deliver me from alcohol. Please deliver me from drugs. Please, Lord, deliver me. I pray for a miracle, and I pray for you, for my deliverance. Tell them, 
so then I can have a job. I can work and obtain a job so I can provide for my family and forgive me for falling into this. Deliver me. Deliver me. Please, Lord Jesus. And I repent for doing this. And help me. Forgive me for what I have done. Forgive me for, for, for what I have fallen. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. I repent. And the Lord will deliver you. And the Lord will provide a job for you. Hallelujah. But remember, it has to come from the heart. you got to give your life and yourself to Jesus Christ. And give it to him because he cares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as it is written, when no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart or men imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. You see, what no eyes have seen, what you have never seen in your life, God is going to show you. And it is written because the word of God is true. It says it. It's, it's, the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, what no eye has seen, woman or man, that are listening, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, not even, you have not even imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. It's time to love God. It's time, hallelujah, come back to God. It's time to give yourself to Jesus. If you have, if you, one time you were a believer and you have walked away from Jesus, and you have backed away, and you have you 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 used to read the Word of God, you used to be in church, you used to sing for the Lord, and you have said, "Oh, you know, I have done this enough. I I, I got bored, and I don't want to do this anymore." Remember, the ones you were there. And you were able to felt also the power of the Holy Spirit. You were able even to see some miracles. But you still decided to walk away. Come back to Jesus. It's never too late. Give your life to the Lord and say, Lord, I repent and I'm coming back to you. Please take me back. And I am so sorry. Cleanse me, Jesus, from all unrighteousness and keep me clean and help me so. Help me, Lord Jesus, and deliver me, Lord. And write again my name in the book of life. And I'm sorry. And help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me to stay right with Help me to continue to stay, hallelujah, in the right path. Help me to stay in the narrow path. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be always with you. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to ever be without you, Lord Jesus. Because I have already tried and I have already been through. I have experienced already what it is being without you, and I'm here back. I am so sorry. Repent and give yourself to Jesus. Hallelujah. God is merciful, and he forgives. Hallelujah. And he takes you back. Hallelujah. Just give your life to Jesus. And sin no more like the word God tells us. Hallelujah. Walk away from the wall. Now you turn your back away from the wall. Now you, hallelujah, you walk away from the enemy. You walk away from the wall. 
and you'll come back to Jesus. Hallelujah. The rapture is about to happen. Look what is happening. Look everywhere what is happening. Look at the seasons. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. 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 Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you, says the word God, Exodus 23, 20. On the way, and you bring, and to bring you to the place what I have prepared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord will send an angel before you to guard you. Hallelujah. And the way and to bring you to the place that he has prepared for you. And you know why? Because he loves you and because he cares. Hallelujah. All the glory, all the praise, all the honor. To our Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hallelujah. To Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Be ready in season. That's what's happening. That's what we're seeing right now. And out of season, reprove, rebuke, and and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, verse 3. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Lord, help me to prepare. Help me to be prepared. Help me, Lord Jesus, tell him. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. And he's faithful. And he blesses us. He's a great blessing in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He also let us know to cast all of our anxieties to him. Think about this. Because he cares for you. The word God says it in First Peter 5, 7. He cares for you. Jesus cares for you. Hallelujah. Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. The enemy doesn't care, but Jesus does. Welcome, Brother Miguel. Welcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, the dream that I had, we were already in heaven. Let's stay rapture ready, my brothers and sisters. Friends, that are listening. God loves you and he cares for you. Come to Jesus before it's too late. Jesus is calling you because he cares, because he loves you. He doesn't want to lose you. People that are going to stay in the great tribulation, it's going to be 10 times harder. It's going to be so difficult. Fortunately, my brothers and sisters with such a sorrow and pain in my heart, I say some Christians will put the mark of the beast in the great tribulation. Some people will do it. A lot of people are going to do it. Because it's going to be unbearable. It's going to be 
very difficult. That's why run to the Lord. Run to Jesus right now when there's still time, when he can still be found. Give your life to Jesus. Cast all your anxieties, all your worriness. That's what the word of God tells us. Because he cares for you. Hallelujah. See, God is so good that we give, you know, we we talk to him and we let him know what we're going through. And 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 anxiety, all the all all the worriness that you have. And he's there taking all that away from you. So you can feel some rest and you can feel some peace. Because that's what the Lord gives. The Lord gives his peace. And there's nothing, hallelujah, like Jesus' peace. It's like the It's, it's like, well, Christians, they know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's so peaceful, and you feel so happy. And you feel like, oh, a lot of weight got out of you. And you feel light, and you cry because you're happy. See, that's the peace that Jesus gives you. Hallelujah. He takes all of your worries away. And instead, he gives you faith. He removes that fear out of your life. But all you need to do is ask. The word God says, ask and you shall receive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Nine is coming when no one can work, John 9, 4. My brothers and sisters, the three days of darkness also are getting closer. No one is going to be able to be out. It's going to be pitch black. It's coming. Everything is coming. We have to be ready. No worriness. Don't worry because the Lord will protect you. If you are his, hallelujah. That's why he's, he's, hallelujah, he's asking you to come to him. Run to the Lord. Friends that are listening, please run to Jesus. Run to Jesus before it's too late. Once you give your life to Jesus, hallelujah, you become his, and no one can take you away from Jesus. Hallelujah. You will have the protection of the Lord. He will protect you, hallelujah, from the enemy. He will provide for you. He will take care of you and your family. 
And that's because he loves you and because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Ministry to your people tonight. Keep on doing it, Holy Spirit. And thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. So all we need to do is repent and give our life to Jesus. All we need to do is repent and live according to his word and obey the Lord. Hallelujah. And we need to stay awake and be sober. It's the word God tells us. And to be prepared. Hallelujah. And we have to be sanctified. Hallelujah. With the truth. With the word of God. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Revelations 1, 1, 20. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of his prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, Asia, grace to you and peace from him. Hallelujah. Who is and who was and who is to come. Praise the living God. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the, of, of the dead, and the ruler of of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 If God is for us, who can be against us, says the word of God. If God, hallelujah, is for us, if God is for you, who can be against you, says the word God in Romans 8.31. That is why. Hallelujah. Become a child, hallelujah, of God. Become a child, hallelujah, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because once you belong to God and you are his, who can be against you? Praise the living God. Oh, God is good. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And this is the beautiful word of God that tells us, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And all the glory and the honor to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. John three sixteen seventeen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise be the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So commit your word to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And stay watch. Hallelujah. 
Watch yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that they come upon you gently like a trap. But watch yourself, says the word of God in Luke 21, 34. Stay away from all the desires of this flesh. Don't trust your flesh. The flesh is not good to be trusted. Trust Jesus. Don't trust your flesh. It can be the seed. You trust the Lord Jesus. With all you do in your daily walk, you trust the Lord. Anything that the flesh likes and wants, you say no. Instead of doing this, go, go ahead and read the word of God. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Go ahead and play some hallelujah anointing music and see, and you'll see for yourself if those demons will not go and leave because they're the one who come and talk to you and because the flesh is weak. That's why don't let the flesh be weak. Don't let it. Okay. You let your spirit be stronger than the flesh because once your spirit is stronger than the flesh, you'll be able to tell no to the flesh. How do you get your spirit stronger? By reading the word of God and praying. Praise the living one. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us your word tonight. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, verse 6. This is for our friends that are listening in the Lord's hour. Welcome. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Because Jesus Christ is the one who brought you here. Because he loves you and he cares for you. He's letting you know that he's the only way and the truth and the life to come to the Father. Only to him. Only through Jesus Christ. You will be able to go to paradise. You will be able to enter into the doors of heaven. The word God says this, and the Lord and the word God does not lie. If you read, friends, that are listening to the word God, you'll see that everything that you are seeing right now, everything that you that that, that you see that is happening in the world, has come to pass. The word God let us. The word God did let us know that there were going to be earthquakes in so many different places. The word God wanted. The word God let us know that there's going to be there was going to be famine. We have seen famine in so many different places. The word God have let us know that there was going to be plagues, and that has happened too many times. And COVID that changed the world. And if you continue to read more the word God. You are going to know what is happening 
you're going to understand what is happening. You're going to know what is coming. You're going to know what's next. The word of God, hallelujah, comes to pass because it is truth. And that's how you believe, hallelujah, that Jesus, hallelujah, is the one who saves. Because the word God tells us. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. This is what our Lord said. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Sister Carla or Carla, how, friends that are listening, how do I meet Jesus? How do I get to heaven? Very easy, my friend. All you need to do is give yourself to Jesus. Believe in Jesus Christ that he is the Son of God. That he is the only way for you to enter to heaven. All you need to say is, and this is how you pray, meet Jesus. I believe that you are the Son, hallelujah, God. I believe in you. I invite you into my heart. Please come to my heart. And when you repeat these words, you're already feeling it. You're already feeling the love of God that trespasses your heart and your soul, and you're already crying. Because the whole the Holy Spirit, because Jesus have entered into your life and have washed your sins away with that blood that He shredded the cross for you. You know why? Because He loves you and because He cares for you. You were meant to be, Hallelujah, living in paradise with Him. He created you. You are his son or his daughter. And he wants to take you home. He wants, hallelujah, to be with you in heaven. He cares. He loves you. Only he cares. Only Jesus cares for you. He knows your heart. He knows who you are. But you have never asked him to come into your life. Now that you have asked him to come into your life, you're feeling his presence that is beautiful, right? You're feeling his peace that only he can give it to you. Nobody can give it to you like him. There's no woman. There's no children. There's no wife. There's no husband. There's no one that will give you his peace and his love like Jesus. Because you, hallelujah, were meant to be with the Lord Jesus. You are special. We're all special to Jesus. He loves us and he cares. And all you needed to say is, I love you, Lord. Forgive me. I repent from all type and kind of a sin that I have committed in my life to you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry and I repent for everything that I have done. And I give myself to you, Jesus, and help me so. Write my name in the book of life and help me so to continue to read the word of God and continue, hallelujah, to be with you. And the Lord is already with you, and he's going to help you. For now on, you are his. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Praise the living God. Hallelujah.
And that's what Jesus does. Because the Lord cares and because he loves us. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Your word is a lamp to my feet, says the word of God, and a light to my path. Psalms 119, 105. And my Father's house are many rooms, says the word of God. John 14, verse 2. If it were not so, will I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? He has a place, hallelujah, for you in heaven. And don't doubt, because it is written. It is in the word of God. And if it is in the word of God, it's truth, because God is truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be strong and courage. Do not fear or be in a dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you, says the word God. He will not leave you or forsake you. You are his that are on me. 31 verse 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, says the word God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm and stay faithful until, hallelujah, he calls us home, Ephesians 6, verse 13. Oh, praise the living God, hallelujah. Romans, Romans 9, 1, 33. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were uh, a person cut off uh, from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenant, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the, the patriots and from the race according to the flesh is the Christ who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. So repent, therefore, and turn back. Turn back that your sins may be blotted out. The times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And hallelujah, that he may send the Christ appointed for you. Jesus, who, hallelujah, heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God has spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, hallelujah, long ago. Acts 3, 19, Peace I live with you, says the word God, John 14, 27. My peace I give to you because, hallelujah, Jesus, when he gives his peace, glory to him. Hallelujah. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Hallelujah. And because if you confess with your mouth, which you have done it, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. And this is how the Lord does it. This is, this is how the Lord works with us in our hearts. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. 
So my brothers and sisters and friends that are listening, stay strong at all times. Hallelujah. Ask for Jesus. Ask for Jesus' strength. Hallelujah. And let the Lord know that you want to be faithful until the end. And to keep you. Hallelujah. And let him know. When that trumpet sounds, you let the Lord know and say, Lord, Father God, you know the date and the hour. I pray that on that day that you will have mercy of me. Hallelujah. And help me so. So when that day comes that only you know, Father God, and when that hour happens, that I'll be praising your name, that I will be ready. Hallelujah. Help me so, Lord, because I do not want to miss the rapture. I do not want to be without you because without you, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I want to be with you. Help me to stay in obedience. Help me to trust you and help me to stay in righteousness. Hallelujah. To meet you and to be with you. At that day, at that hour, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray and help me so. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, may God bless you. May God, hallelujah, Jesus Christ, give you his peace and his shalom. And stay always rapture ready. Have your house in order. And always ask and pray to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and they are going to help you. Trust in Jesus and trust, hallelujah, in the Holy Spirit. They will guide you. They will lead you. They are, hallelujah. They are the ones who are going to help you. They're going to help us, my brothers and sisters, to stay at the right path and to stay right with God. Amen. And don't miss the Lord's hour because this is Jesus' hour. Hallelujah. This is, this is the radio station. This is the Lord's radio station. And he welcomes everyone to come and listen to the listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. And my brothers and sisters, pray for us as I pray for you. I'm helping my dad after my mom passed away. Um, it's been difficult for him. Uh, pray for him. Please, and it is it is uh, it is a little difficult, but uh, with the help of the Lord, I'm I'm doing it, my brothers and sisters. And Jesus is helping me. He's helping me with and and so many things which I I really do appreciate, my Lord, and I'm so thankful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for touching the people tonight. Thank you for, hallelujah, ministering to your people tonight, Jesus, and even preaching to me because you also preached to me, my Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
my brothers and sisters, until next time. And I pray to God, hallelujah, that I'll be next Wednesday with the help of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, shalom, shalom. And stay rapture ready because our king is coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And remember this, brothers and sisters and friends that are listening. He loves you and he cares for you. Hallelujah. He cares. Jesus Christ cares for you. Amen. Stay rapture ready. And stay always looking up. Be ready, be ready at all times because the king is coming back. Hallelujah. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. God bless you. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. This is a part two of a two-part prophetic message that is called The Mighty Men Are Returning, June the 26th, 2023. So if you haven't watched part one, please do go back because listening to that message is crucial to your understanding for the second part because this is a continuation of the message. And so the time of Daniel's prophecy will see a... Society upon the earth that attempts to mingle iron with clay, but God says that they will not mingle. And then the Lord said that this is Noah's day when the spirits of the angels will be encased in human flesh, walking the earth once more as mighty men of renown. Now the Bible says that God makes his ministers spirits and flames of fire. So he is talking about the angels. But he says here that the angels will be encased in human flesh. And I shared in the first video that there are clear instances in the scripture where the angels appear looking as men. And in the old prophecies, I I taught already that angels can appear with their glory. When they appear with their glory, they are very blazing and shocking to the human being. Our heart can't take them. Our mind can take them. And so as Daniel clearly said, when the angel appeared to him to talk with him, he was an angel that came with glory and Daniel became paralyzed by the presence of such a mighty personage and he fell down as a dead man he said that the angel had to revive him and lift him up we see the same type of angel is the kind of angel that came to roll away the stone of Christ the angel approached his brightening glory made the Roman soldiers who were on duty outside the tomb watching Jesus's tomb for three days to make sure that his followers didn't steal his body The Bible also records that when the angel came forth, those men fell down as dead. This tells us clearly that the human form cannot bear angels in their full glory. If you want to hear a little bit about angelic glory, you can look at the end of that prophecy that is called the rainbow and men where God clearly stated, I read from my personal notes, that he says when angels come forth in their brightening glory, they can cause the human body to basically stop, shut down, and if we are exposed to that glory too long, we can die. 
This is why the servants of God, when they come to bring messages, such as Gabriel speaking to Mary about the fact that she would bear the Christ, they don't come blazing forth that powerful heavenly radioactive thing that they have. And what did God reveal in that message I shared from my notes? What did he say that glory is? He said that the angels are carrying only a tiny piece of his glory. So there is, an, there is a glory that comes to men. We are also carrying a portion of the Father's glory. But then there is a higher form of that glory upon the angels. And yet God says that even if it is higher, it is still tiny. So just think then of how glorious God himself is. He is light. He is all light. He is all glory pulsing in one being. Doesn't that tell us something about how we should approach God? Doesn't that tell us that many of us, we have the wrong mindset in how we see God? We, we think God is such a casual person, such, oh, you know, God, this and that. And people talk about God as if he's their uncle Cletus next door. And yet he's saying that something that can cause seizure and heart failure and heart stoppage in a human being, an angel, is only carrying a tiny portion of how glorious he, God, is. As Christians, we need to come back to the benchmark. I, I'll say this without, without any form of restraint whatsoever. A lot of you just simply need to go back to your Bible that has been on your nightstand. You never touch it. You don't read it. You don't actually know what is in it. But when you talk, a person would think that you are a theologist and a professor. And yes, you're not. You don't even read the basics, and so you don't know who God is, and that is why your approach to him is all wrong, and that is why you can't seem to get the goodness, the sweetness, the, the bone marrow, precious part of God. You can't seem to get that out of him because you don't know how to approach him. You don't know how to talk to him. You don't know how to treat him. You don't know how to love him. You don't know how to reverence him. You don't know how to worship him. You don't know anything about him. And yet you are talking about him as if you and him are so close. And when the day of testing comes, it will be exposed that you weren't even his or you were so casual with him. And that, that is why in the day that you need him, he will be casual with you. If you have never heard this phrase that says, I will mock at them when their calamity comes. That means when the terrors that are ahead in the future come to this earth, there are people that God is literally going to laugh at you. If that doesn't sober us up, I don't know what is, what's going to. And so the Lord is asking. He says that the spirits of the angels will be wearing human flesh. And I just talked about these young men, the fallen, that will be walking around looking for women, looking like normal men and women who like promiscuity, women who like to sleep with um tall, good-looking, and whatever, women who don't have even basic restraint in these end times to know that the men are going to be slightly more and then sometimes a lot more dangerous than they were in the past. You are just going to walk right into these traps and not know what you are putting yourself into. God says that mighty men are returning. These are the Nephilim babies. Please listen. They're being born right now, children with strange powers and strange abilities. They're able to blend seamlessly with human beings until it is time to show their power. They are right in your midst, but you can't tell. They have existed since the ancient civilizations, and they replace themselves with more of their number at a replacement rate that is equal to or greater than the human population. 
in an old prophecy that is called Humanoids and the Serpent Race. The Lord said that these creatures that are not human, this is all blends of them, including the human-looking ones, that they outnumber us at about a rate of 60%. 60% means 60 out of 100. 60% means if you take 10 humans and line them up, six of them are not from us. They have been blending seamlessly with human beings since ancient times, and they work harder at multiplying their numbers than us. And God says that their, their children manifest strange powers and strange abilities. And I spoke of those children in the prophecy that is called God Said, where I said that I saw children with incredible powers for their tiny size, children that are able to bend physical matter. They are able to manipulate and move physical objects like chairs and things like that, and even people. I shared that the Lord showed me a vision of a child, possibly a little girl, that was so sick of all the tests and all the testing and all the do it again, move that spoon, move that chair, that when the technician came into the room, this child was being held in a bunker place. She was being held. I will fix the lighting in a moment. She was being held in a place with thick cement walls and a big observance glass. You know that glass where the people who are watching the experiment stand behind the glass. She was being held in a place like that and she had no clothing. She only had little panties on and I said that I saw these children. They keep them like that in little blue underwear for boys, little pink underwear for girls and they are very thin looking and very unhappy children who are tested, 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 tested to see how strong their powers are. Are their powers growing right here in the United States? I shared that. And this little girl was so tired of that existence that the technician came into the room and as soon as he walked in and the little the, the steel door slammed shut, that child picked up that man without touching him, just with her head. She picked him up and she slammed him against a wall with so much force that the man died on impact. Blood came from here, blood came from here, from here, from here. It came out of eyes, nose, mouth. And he was dead against that wall. And the people behind the glass just wrote some things down and the man was just dead in the room. The child was so frustrated that she killed that man without touching him. So these are the kinds of children. But also, these children that are coming into the world and their parents are going, oh, look, I just had him six minutes ago and he's already asking his father for um, the car keys. I just had him five minutes ago and look, he's already lifting his head and looking around and observing everything. And since when did babies come into the world with all that? Since when does a child in the first week of life have the ability to sit up and hold up its head and be cognizant and all the things that the brand new babies are doing now? People always ask me what I think, but I want to ask you, what do you think? What are you making of the evidence around you? As you look with your eyes and as you listen with your ears, what is your discernment telling you of the age that we are in? And so, these are the men of Genesis 6, the mighty men of renown that did great feats, great deeds in history, Roman history, Greek history, men who did impossible things in Africa near the Nile. It is all them. Africa near the Nile, this is Egypt, of course. The pyramids that human beings have been puzzling over for generations. Who moved those massive blocks? 
who stacked them with such mathematical precision that we lack the kind of ability to replicate the pyramids and many of what used to be called the wonders of the world. So there were seven wonders of the world, eight wonders of the world. Who built Stonehenge? We see all the documentaries on the History Channel, but now that we are here not on the History Channel, but on the Christian Channel, where the Lord is bringing forth prophecy, who built these ancient civilizations that boast such massive, massive, huge blocks? God is saying, mighty men did these things in history that we are wondering about, but the reason that we haven't solved it is because we don't listen to biblical truth. We listen to Gaia and what they're discussing on the History Channel. And there were three pieces of history that he mentioned. If you like, you can just go and look them over. One is Jason and the Argonauts. The other is the adventures of Ulysses. Sometimes he's called Odysseus. And the other is the labors of Hercules. Just a moment, please. So what might you be able to find if you look up Jason and the Argonauts, if you look up the adventures of Odysseus, and if you look up the, the labors of Hercules? What you will find are meticulously preserved stories about dragons, great dragons in the sea. You might find massive lions that were three to four times, even five to six times the size of human lions, lions that were said to contain poison in their fangs and in their claws, something that normal lions lack today. In fact, the Nemean lion was one such vicious lion and a particularly deadly form of Nephilim lion that Hercules was said to have wrestled with his bare hands and he killed that lion and he skinned its skin and he wore it, and Hercules is said to have been protected by, from many stabs of a sword and arrows because the hide of the lion could not be punctured by sword or by an arrow. And we know that's not true because normal lions can be punctured by a spear or something like that. Hercules also killed what is known as the hydra, the hydra is a supposed mythological creature that had multiple heads. And one of the hydra's great skills that made it almost impossible to destroy is the fact that if you chopped off one head, the head multiplied and became two. Now, if you were a man of a strong stroke and you cut off both heads, each head would produce two more heads. So the more you cut off the heads, you multiplied the hydra until it would go from maybe eight heads to 18 or even 82. It was a beast that was impossible to beat. But the way Hercules solved the problem was by chopping off a head and quickly holding fire under the head, and it cauterized the wound like burnt meat, and the hydra was unable to multiply. Ulysses' Adventures contains one very interesting story. I read all these things when I was a youth. Ulysses, or Odysseus, as he is sometimes called, is the man who, is mo who has the most famous mermaid story in history. This man was supposed to sail through a very narrow strait. I forget the type of a strait. A strait is where you're sailing on the seas, and then you come to a place where the land is very close together with only a very narrow passage in between. So sometimes you can get it where two cliffs are together, um, and you have to sail through to get to a more wider area of the sea. 
And so Odysseus came to a place that was famous for having mermaids that sang. And the sound of the mermaids, or sirens as they are sometimes called, were so haunting that every time ships came to that area, they would smash upon either one wall of the strait or the other. And here's the worst part. As the boats smashed and splintered, because the old boats were just wood, the men would fall into the seas. And then the mermaids would dive in and do what? Marry them, like the little mermaid said oh so long ago by Disney, that lie? No, they would go into the water and eat those men because mermaids are some of the most savage predators among Nephilim. It's even better to meet the abominable snowman or any other form of Nephilim than it is to meet those creatures. They are savage and they take no prisoners. They are of the marine world and they are some of the most dedicated predators and attackers of human being in physical and spiritual form. And I will speak more of them at the end of this prophecy because the Lord did mention them and I might share a little bit from my notes which have a prophecy on them that has never been revealed. The Lord says that the children of the fallen, this is the Nephilim, will reveal themselves. They will expose themselves. Their numbers are too great. They have defiled the world with their ideas and technology and they burden the world with their presence. So just like Noah's day, where the multiplication of fallen angels and all that they taught women burdened the earth and men became so wicked, they became so lustful, they became so filled with bloodlust, which is just this murdering urge, began to kill each other. Wars came upon the earth, wars man to man and wars between humanity and the Nephilim, who the Bible says the giants were so bloodthirsty, they were so violent that they enslaved entire civilizations of people. They set themselves up as a race of kings and people had to work for them nonstop, farm to keep them fed, raise animals to keep them fed. And I think it says in the book of Enoch that when they grew too many and there wasn't enough food for them, they started eating people. And then people raised up a lament and a weeping cry unto God that frustrated the good angels. And they said to God, Lord, how long will you regard this? The good angels had to intercede for mankind. And that is when God moved and sent forth a judgment upon them that you can read in what is known historically as the clash of the titans. In the book of Enoch, God pronounced madness. He told Enoch, tell the fallen who have gone and produced children that I know they love their children and therefore part of their punishment will see their children, will be to see their children run mad and destroy each other. And mythology records that the Titans, this is the first race of giants who came many, many, many feet tall. Some of them are said to be the father of the sun, the father of the moon. If you know the name Zeus, if you know the name Hera, if you know the name Poseidon, who is supposedly the king of the sea, if you know the name Hades, who was supposed to be the Titan in charge of the underworld, these gods like that, the Lord says that punishment upon their fathers who were the Titans was to run mad and they had terrible wars and they destroyed each other and all humanity had to do was hide and watch as they cut each other down from the earth. But that still left the problem of their children and their children who continued and have continued to show themselves to successive generations of humanity 
up until now. God says that the earth is weary now as it was then with the presence of these beings. The earth is weary of bearing her burdens and she has come to me to complain. The earth has carried them, born and suffered them long enough and now she will vomit them out. And what God is saying is that as the earth vomits them out, I guess this is when we're going to start to see earthquakes and people find things in those earthquakes. Sometimes they might be bones and people will take those bones because God says that some of the last days Nephilim will come from the fusing of DNA. Some of these Nephilim are going to be lab grown and lab regenerated. This is a process where some of them are kept in ice, cryogenesis, a word that God taught me, and they're going to be raised back up. From that perfectly preserved frozen DNA, the fact that I saw them, the prophecy is called what I saw today. And I saw that in the earth, like little grains of rice, in through the ice, the Lord showed me that there are men who are perfectly preserved. They are not dead. They are only sleeping. They will be brought back to life. And the Lord also showed that through scientific scientific regeneration processes that can use a little bit of bone, a little bit of hair, a little bit of blood. One of the giants that God mentioned will come back is Og of Bashan. And God says that when Og of Bashan, who was killed, his story is in Deuteronomy 13, says when Og of Bashan comes back, he will come back with the full memory of the war he fought against Israel and lost, how he and his people were exterminated. And he will come back with full memory and rage of what happened. And he will make war with the people who put him to death. So God says that these Nephilim are of all colors, black, white, Asian, every race under the sun. And some of them look human and some of them, he said, are non-human. And you can never mistake those ones for a person. Let's continue. Some Nephilim inhabit the high mountainous areas that are treacherous for human habitation. I always speak of these ones. I always say that those who like hiking to the top of mountains and things like that, in the last days, you will find that the people who live there, people used loosely, are not going to tolerate human beings coming there. You will go hiking. You will go to a place where the locals will tell you, yeah, we usually hike to about this height and then we go back home. We never go above because all the people who go above this area never come back. And then, of course, people will want to see if it's true. And then they will go and then they will never come back. And after waiting for them for like three months, all their stuff will be mailed back to their wife in Denmark because they don't listen. Humans cannot thrive in the high mountainous areas because the air is too thin. But the Nephilim breathe it easily. They have settlements in the high areas. Tibet is one of them, the Lord said. Himalayas is a place they dwell. He said, they will come down from there. So the prophecy says the earth will vomit them up. That means that from hidden places under the ground, they will be found. Whether alive they will be found or whether their bones will be found, the earth is going to do her part now to bring out this detestable presence that she hates. But God says that they are still living, and some of them live in the very high areas. Tibet is one place he mentioned. That doesn't mean that that's the only place. What he's showing is that very high mountains that are hard for people to live in, these creatures can breathe the thin air. And so they moved their settlements up there to have peace and also not to be seen. But he says they will come down. Some lived by the Nile in the past, 
and have spread all over Africa. They look just like them and have settled among them safely, preserving their history across the generations. And so there is one prophecy on the master's voice that discusses a dream that I had that when I woke up from that dream, I said, Lord, what manner of thing is this? And what I saw is that beings came down from the sky. They landed with a crash in Africa. And the thing that they were traveling in was not a spaceship. It was, believe it or not, a traditional African hut. They came down in the kind of dwelling, the kind of thing with grass at the roof, thatch at the roof that they have in Africa. And the minute it landed, within a very short time, the Africans who were living in that area, they landed in a desert area. The Africans who were living in that area quickly brought out a delegation to those things and said, where are you from? And they were having a kind of discussion. And then the things, their leader, for they were things, the title is called Ancient Aliens in Africa, their leader became frustrated with being questioned by what he felt was lower life forms. He felt the human beings were lower life forms and he transformed and the top part of him was man and the bottom part of him was a massive serpent. He transformed and the other two looked at him. The other two, there were three of them that came down. The other two looked at him as if to say, and then when you transform and then you eat them, where are we going to settle? How many of them will you kill? This was the discussion they were having among themselves. And for the human delegation, God bless them, they were led by a very old, calm man who had probably seen this kind of thing many times before. And so he was not intimidated when that creature transformed. The other men that he was with, when the thing transformed, exactly how a snake makes animals freeze, all the men froze. But the old man was fine. He was just looking down at his hands and waiting for them to make their decision because he had told them, you can't live here with us. We know who you are, and we don't want to accept you into our society. And so the things made the decision that they would leave. And in that dream, God showed me how they wandered and wandered, going from village to village to village. Most of the villages they went to had the knowledge that they were not human. And so they refused to meet with them. They refused to let them blend into the society. They were always rejected. And the one that had the quick temper had to learn how to control his body and not morph into what he was, which was a serpent man. These serpent men are very well described in Indian culture. I think they're called the Naga. They're called the Naga race, where they are serpent at the bottom and human at the top. And these are also Nephilim descendants. They were a ruling class in the old days in India, and they are still spoken of in India, whispered about, and it's something that Indians don't really want tourists to know about. They always say it's a myth, or they just don't want to discuss it, but it is a well-known part of Indian history. And they also exist in many parts of Asia, and God showed also in Africa. And what the Lord showed in that prophecy about Africa, that he is reinstating here, that some of the Nephilim lived by the Nile in the past, is that everything you have heard about ancient Egypt is true. That civilization heavily blended with Nephilim. Most of their knowledge, most of their star knowledge, most of their mathematical knowledge, even the knowledge that they have of how to preserve human bodies 
came from the Nephilim. Why do you think the pharaohs believed they would live forever? The Nephilim showed them techniques of embalming and preserving the human body that makes many of the mummies in the sarcophagus today still have tender enough flesh that you could use to reanimate and bring a pharaoh back to life. And in the last days, God has revealed that there will be pharaohs in the last days. They will wake them up. They will bring them back to life. And they will be back with all their arrogance. Because once upon a time, their sky fathers told them, if you follow us, we will teach you the secret to eternal life. This is a fake form of eternal life. Sleeping in a mummified casket for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years only to be rebaked back from your dead body. This is not the eternal life that Jesus Christ has promised us. Jesus Christ has never promised us rebakery from a rotted dead corpse. He has promised us, bless his holy name, a brand new body that he will give us. We will put off this corruptible form, we will put on incorruptible, and then we shall ever be with the Lord. And all who are wise, all who are smart, if you can hear the words of the Lord here on the Master's voice, that is what you should desire. Not to be some dead, rotten corpse that will come back. Cheap promises of the devil, cheap promises of fallen angels, cheap promises of Nephilim, all who will fall for these lies. However they package these lies in the last days, if you fall for it, it is not because the truth was not available. It is because you wanted cheap promises of what is already dead. Satan is already dead. He's already in the lake of fire because God has already spoken it from before the creation, before the creation of the world. Satan was put into the lake of fire. That is his final reward. So everything that he's doing now here is simply to get friends to be in the lake of fire with. If you are so unwise as to fall for these things in the end times when they come, you will have no one to blame but yourself. It doesn't matter how many of your family members want to follow these things. If you don't warn them even once, if, let them hear the knowledge and reject it. Let them hear the knowledge and call me crazy. In the final days when creatures are flat-footed on the earth, we will see what was crazy and we will see what was divine truth that came to us as mercy to save us from the claws of this being called the devil who is looking to take God's people and all people to the lake of fire. And I continue. The next type Oh, yes, I will continue. It says that these Nephilim in Africa look just like the people in Africa. And one trait about them, and this is what I saw under that dream when people came to leave comments. If you have never seen comments that will blow your mind on the master's voice, look for the prophecy called Ancient Aliens in Africa and read what the Africans wrote in the comment section. God says that one of the key traits of the African Nephilim is that they are not like European and Western Nephilim who have their history preserved in written form. He says they preserve their history across the generations. And the way that history is majorly preserved in Africa is through the telling of oral traditions, telling oral stories. If you read that comment thread and if you see what people from Africa wrote under that blog about how they have certain tribes that refuse to marry with other tribes, any other tribe, they will not mingle. They marry only within themselves, and they say that they are a royal bloodline. They say that they are preserving who they are. They say that they came from the stars. They say that they are another race of people. They don't hide it. 
And many Africans were talking about things that I had never heard in my life, but because my spirit knows that knowledge is not preserved in one vessel, what these people brought to the conversation of Nephilim is well worth checking out. They preserve their history. They are keeping themselves because they know their story. They know their origin. In Africa, people don't just go and get married. People want to know who your great, 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 great whoever was before they will let you into the family. Here in the West, you can just meet anybody, run to the registry office and make it official without knowing if that's a human being, a crocodile, a Nephilim, or just somebody from Ohio. The next type of Nephilim God called troglodytes. Now, the word in English simply means somebody who's stuck in the past. It sort of is an insult. It means somebody who's living in the cave era, a, a sort of a caveman type of thing. But this has very real world application. The Lord says that some Nephilim are cave dwellers, troglodytes, hidden communities, he said, with wells that are drilled deep into the ground for groundwater. And they also have tunnels that they use from their caves to move around in daylight unseen. So these types of Nephilim, they don't have very good eyes. And the Lord says that they don't like to come out and walk like walk on a path or walk on trees or walk next to the lake. Their entire dwelling and their lives are subterranean lives. They live in caves. They live in sunken caves and they, they have tunnels. He says that go under the ground and they use those tunnels to move around and travel in daylight times. But then they will come out at night above the ground. Troglodytes have long arms. So they have arms that hang very much low down, which is almost exactly like Science tries to tell us, oh, Neanderthal man was like this. Well, Neanderthal man, as the Lord was speaking to me today, Neanderthal man fit God's description to a T. Troglodytes have long arms and long feet, are very powerful, not very good eyesight, but powerful senses like hearing and smell that compensate for what they lack in sight. They are ugly to look upon, and they know it. That's why they don't come out in daylight. They are hunters of the night and will steal people and carry them back to their settlements. And then the Lord said this, they do not eat them. They just carry them back to their settlements, and they are never seen again. They eat meat, but they don't eat people. This was so strange to me. I had to say it. I said, Lord, if they eat meat, why don't they eat people? And the Lord said, because they are not savages. They are a community that has structures of life just like people. They make families. They know that people have families. Therefore, they don't eat them. They are not savages. They are just not favorable to being seen. So these are creatures that like to keep to their human community and keep, I mean, keep to their cave community and keep to their hidden lifestyle. But God says that they will steal people. Now this is people who will go close to these communities of creatures. And in the old days when America wasn't so invested in lying about everything all the time, 
Many stories used to exist in the old nature journals and in the old newspapers about how so-and-so, Bessie May and her family went on a picnic and they were never seen again. And then old Harold by the lake went hiking and everybody knows that Harold likes to hike early in the morning. But one morning, Harold went a different way than usual and nobody has ever seen Harold in these remaining 50 years. That's where these people go. God says that the, the cave dwellers take them. So if you come into where they live or you happen to burst into where they have a community, God said that they will keep you. They're not going to eat you, but they're definitely going to keep you because they have family structures just like people. So they won't eat you because they know that you come from a family, but they're just not going to let you go back. Because whenever a human being goes back, they go to the newspaper and they go to Google and they go everywhere else and they say all that they've seen. And then soon, thousands more humans go to that place and will disturb these creatures. And this is why one or two people have disappeared for a long time and then they, they reappear and they look like a bush-dwelling person with long beard or, or they're half crazy. And they have these stories that they've been living with furry creatures or living with what people call... Um, it's not the abominable snowman. It's the other one that isn't a snowman. Just a moment, please. The creature is called Bigfoot. That is the creature. The creature is called Bigfoot. These Bigfoot creatures are said to have family structures with the father Bigfoot, mother Bigfoot, children Bigfoot, and people have come back and said, they were keeping me, they were keeping me, they were feeding me and doing all this, but I was with them, and everyone just looks at them and says, perhaps you hurt your head. But people can't explain how this person has been gone for two years, sometimes five years. They can't explain. The person is not dead. The person is not sick. The person has come back and seems to be half out of their mind. And I guess that's what will happen when you've spent so many years living in a community that's sort of like a community, but not at all like the community that you're used to as a human being. And so the Lord continued, all Nephilim are evil. So he made that very clear because this is an issue that people don't understand. As I share these things, people become so intrigued and they want to know, do you think there's good ones, Celestial? The answer is no. Once it is not made by God, you don't need to question if it's good. Genesis chapter 1 will tell you everything about what God calls good. Just get a Bible and read Genesis chapter 1 and see how every time he made something, he stopped and he said, and the Lord saw that it was good. These things are not mentioned in Genesis chapter 1. The creation of Satan can never be innocent. It can never be good. You don't need to ask if they are good. Good means sanctioned by God. Evil means hated by God. Therefore, Nephilim are unwanted. They are hated. They can never be good. However, God is saying that not all of them are savages, meaning not all of them will tear people to pieces. And then he moved seamlessly into the next section. Giants, however, are evil and savages. They will not hesitate to eat people. They are bone crushers. They cut and crunch the bones of their prey. Now, I mentioned on the blog that as a child, I read a lot and this that the Lord has said lines up with everything that I have read. In current modern storytelling, the giant is always presented as a big, clumsy guy looking for a friend. So he's hiding in the caves or he's hiding somewhere at the back of a mountain. And then a little boy or a little girl will find him or a hiker will find him. As America puts the story, as we can see, 
I think one of them is the big robot story from a few years back, that cartoon. America will always make it seem like the Nephilim is just lonely. The Nephilim is bumbling. The Nephilim would be a much better social butterfly if he had a friend. What God says is that the Nephilim is evil. No matter whether it is a female Nephilim that looks like a seductress, whether it is a fairy, whether it is a garden gnome, whether it is a mermaid, whether it is a human-looking man, it doesn't matter. The Nephilim is evil, and the giants are wicked. They are very savage. In the books that people have greatly removed from libraries now, giants had huge iron pots, and they would constantly be able to build a fire under that pot in no time. The books that I read, they would put people in the water with carrots and a bit of rabbit and a bit of cabbage and a bit of everything else and make a stew of people. And here is something that I remember from childhood. The Lord says, they are bone crushers. They cut and crunch the bones of prey. Did you know that in the old storybooks, giants actually went by the name of what they specialized in? Some of them called bone crusher, others called skull crusher. As history is rewritten, truth is lost. As truth is lost, man is deceived. As man is deceived, man does not perceive evil as evil. This is how we get Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. The Bible is the source of everything, all truth. Every story goes back to this one book. But the people of the world, they have a form of knowledge, but it has no godliness in it. They run from pillar to post watching movies and saying, oh, did you know the fallen, the fallen? But they have no idea that the fallen are coming to live among us and that the only name that will control, stop, repel, push back, and destroy the fallen is the name of Jesus. And many people are going to find out in the final days that the knowledge from TV and the Gaia channel and the History channel and all the apps is not enough to save their life. And that is where Bone Crusher and skull crusher are going to have the advantage, but the people of God don't need to go into the iron pot. The people of God need to study more scripture and bow their knee to Jesus Christ, cleanse themselves, get rid of the petty sins that make us weak. If you have petty sins in your life, you cannot possibly hope to have any spiritual authority. You cannot stand up and rebuke a demon when you are doing the thing that the demon is in charge of. You cannot be doing the demon of masturbation sin and then think that when another demon manifests, you will be able to rebuke that demon. Those two will connect like lightning cables on an Apple phone and let each other know, don't listen to her, she does this. Don't listen to him, he does this. And they will connect and they will answer you like the sons of Sceva. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? And the demon laid into the sons of Sceva and beat all seven of them, tore their clothes from them, and scattered them publicly. They had no authority because they did not know the Lord. So the giants need not put fear into the hearts of true sons and daughters. You can take this as just more information of what the end times will look like. But to those who only have TikTok to rely on and you don't have any relationship with Jesus, Please bear in mind that God says that giants are evil, savages, and they will not hesitate to eat people. The final part of this prophecy, the mermaids will come out of the sea and walk among you. They will change their skin. They will change their color to your colors to look more human, to be accepted by humanity, but you will know what they are. They will allow themselves to be seen 
They will allow themselves to be photographed for the first time. They will show themselves to people and the world will split. This was capital letters. Over the coming of the last day's Nephilim to live among men. So I shared, I think I only have one comprehensive prophecy on mermaids, the Nephilim of the sea. Uh, these creatures are extremely savage. They are extremely cunning. They manifest in physical form, meaning that it is possible to touch one, but they also traffic highly in the world today as spirits. These are marine entities, marine spirits. These are Nephilim of the waters, and they are extremely dangerous. They bring forth very much sexual promiscuity into the world. You're having trouble with getting your sexuality straight. You think that you're a man and when you're really a woman, or you think that you're a woman when you're really a man. Marine spirits and the ideology of the fallen ones are behind that. They cause great, great proliferation of sexual sin in the earth because of the growth of human sexuality um, bubbling out of its place, meaning that people don't want to restrain themselves. People just want to have all the sex in the world. They don't want to get married. married marriage is becoming obsolete in the world. People don't actually see why they should have to get married to to have sex. They don't see why they should deny themselves any pleasure. After all, you, you only live once. This is the mindset that Satan puts in people because, like I said, the lake of fire is still accepting applications and Satan is making sure that humanity fills all the applications, not some. He wants to go to the lake all. That is his goal. God's goal is some because God knows that not all people are wise and not all people will choose life, even though life and death is being put before us all in these end times every day. The ending you choose is 100% your choice. If you go to hell, you will not be able to blame God. Those were the choices you made, the life you lived. It will be all you. And so God says they will come out of the sea and walk among you. And I did have such a clear vision on it was june sometime in 2021 that prophecy is definitely two years old i might read a little bit from it because it's part of my notes it's not for publication he says that they will come out of the sea among us and walk among us i shared in the old prophecy that mermaids are fully fish in the water and then they can transform to have legs here on earth this is when they are taking their tangible form when they come out of the water and have legs, they are stunning men and women. Understand this. They are not coming to be among us, to look like us. They surpass human beauty. But yet when you see them in their true form, you will understand why God says they change their skin. The way they really look is light blue, medium blue, dark blue, just like we look um, light, very, very light, Caucasian, and then we look light brown, medium brown, different shades of olive and tan. That is how their skin color varies, but it is a blue hue. Yet when they come on earth, they change the colors to look more human, to be accepted by humanity. So they adopt our shades because blue people will be very easily noticed by us. Yet God says, you will know who they are. He was talking to me. I represent a group of people who have spiritual discernment. When God is saying these things, he's not just speaking exclusively to me. He's speaking to all his children who have learned to increase their discernment. 
He's speaking to all his children that on top of using your eyes and ears wisely, on top of spiritual discernment that God gives you, there is a top level of protection. And do you want to know what that level of protection is? That level of protection is that you fully belong to God and he will never let you enter a trap like copulating, sleeping with a mermaid. So above, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I fasted, I fasted, I fasted. I have discernment, and my discernment is sharp, girl. My discernment is sharp, man. There is a level that we don't control, and that level is love. This generation always talks about love, but doesn't God love everyone? The answer is no. God does not love everyone. God loves those who are obedient. Why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? He doesn't love those people. He loves those who have humbled themselves, taken up their cross, are denying their flesh and following him. The heart of God is as soft as a pancake towards those whose hearts are soft as a souffle towards him. If you are hard-hearted towards God, mocking and proud when the word of God comes, what makes you think that God would love you? You're not acting like a son. You're not bearing your place in the kingdom. You're not following him. You don't have a heart for him. You mock and he says that when calamity comes, and there's nothing more calamitous than bone crushers, troglodytes, night hunters, and mermaids on earth. That's the worst time for God to tell you, I will laugh at you when these problems come. So the answer is no. God does not love everyone. God loves the people who love and have received his son. He gave his son for the whole world. If you reject the gift of the son... What further love do you want? So they change their skin, but God says that those who are his will know who these creatures are. Be very careful in the end times. I don't talk much about marriage on this channel because the things that God says about that, he has not told me to make it public. But all I can say to you is this. If you desire that gift in your life, go by the golden rule that believers should not yoke with what, with what is outside of our faith. There's a woman, she can be brought into the kingdom, she can come to know the Lord, that's fine. And the benchmark is not, oh, you know, I'm with my spouse, but you know, he just hates to hear me talking about the scripture. Does that mean that he's a Nephilim? No, it goes much deeper than that. There are haters of God who are fully human and they just don't want to hear it. You're playing this video and then he's playing ASAP Rocky or whatever it is because he doesn't want to hear my voice because the two spirits don't mesh together. So your question shouldn't be, is he trying to drown out my voice? The question should be, what's wrong with you that you can't go and look for the kind of man who wants to hear what I'm saying so the both of you can listen together, get married, and move forward in the Lord? Nephilim can easily go to church because the churches are lukewarm Many of them are sitting in the churches. In fact, in the old prophecy, God says that these creatures are the father of some people's children. These people are the ones who have birthed out your son and your daughter, and you filmed the whole thing on whatever. And speaking of filming, here, they will allow themselves to be seen. They will allow themselves to be photographed for the first time. I will say it again. They will allow themselves to be seen. This is mermaids. They will allow themselves to be photographed for the first time. So there is a belief here on Earth when, and when a UFO sighting happens or when people say, I saw this and I saw that, and then people say, where's the video? There's no video. It didn't happen. 
And what the Lord asked in, I think it was 2022, is he said, my daughter, look at the arrogance of these people that think that multidimensional beings can be captured by the little 4K camera in their hands. Humanity is very deceived. You think because the camera now has six more holes at the back or 10 more cameras at the back, so then you're at the apex of tech. You're so wise that you actually think a physical camera can capture a spirit. This is what the father was asking, because to me, it's always made sense why there's no footage. But to the wise ones out there, God wanted me to ask you, what makes you think that something that will not be there and then suddenly can come there and then suddenly can disappear? People testify, it dissolved in front of my eyes. It was there and then it was not there. But yet this generation says, no, film it for me. It didn't happen if you didn't film it. Well, God says that there will be footage of all because the mermaids will come out and they will let people see them for the first time. This means that if they're sitting on a rock and a human boat goes by and they usually jump into the water, but now they will sit there and begin to brush their hair openly and show you their left side, which is their good side, so you can take pictures. They will show themselves to people and the world will become split over the coming of the last days, Nephilim, to live among men. Just a moment, please. I will read just a brief piece of this Part of my notes, it is from July the 14th, 2021, so it's almost two years old that the Lord was giving me this teaching, and the type, the name of this is uh, Mermaids in Plain Sight. Now, please understand that God was talking to me, not to a group. The mermaids will come out of the sea in the end days. They will come out of their own free will and be seen by everyone, and people will believe you for saying that God revealed this to you by his spirit, that these creatures really exist. The king of the sea will come out and he will stand on the shoreline with his wives, for he has many wives. These are the queens of the sea who are the chief mermaids. There are younger males and younger females in the ruling family. These are the princes and princesses of the water, and they are spirits connected to serving and supporting the throne. These are the lords and ladies of the waters. All of them will come out, and they will stand to their full heights with their little one. These are the children of the water. And so here God is describing right here, just as we have a family hierarchy upon the earth, God is describing the family hierarchy of the Nephilim of the sea. So the wise people of this generation say that these things don't exist. They say that they are stories. And here God is talking about a time when the entire family, the tip of the spear under the water, the ruling family, the king and his many wives, queens of the sea that are called chief mermaids as well as the younger males and females just like in human royal families 
They are called princes and princesses, except that they are of the water. He says that these are the spirits that connect to, serve, and support the throne. That means that if all these spirits connect and are interwoven, supporting one entity, the king of the sea, then how powerful is that being? You who cannot stay out of the nightclub, you who cannot stay off Tinder, you who cannot stay out of the beds of women, you who cannot stay away from the gay orgies, you who cannot stay away from animals, how powerful is this king of perversion, sexuality, marine kingdom against mere human beings? What can flesh do against these creatures? And yet men will not humble themselves in the last days when God says the power of the unclean is increasing itself to levels we have never seen before. That means that this is the time that human beings should be on their knees before Jesus saying, wash me from these my habits. Wash me from these the friends that I'm still following. I watch this woman, but I never actually take steps to get rid of the kind of people she's talking about. I watch this woman, but I never actually take steps to delete the porn. I don't take the step. I just watch her and say, oh, she convicted me, she convicted me. But the steps to save my life from things like the kings, queen mermaids, princes, and princes of the sea, I'm not doing it. And so all I will say is here, um, in this, I saw... I saw the mermaids and the mermen, and they came out of the water in front of everyone. I will just put it that way. They were standing on the beach like the cast of a movie. You know how when a new movie is coming out, all the stars are there gazing into the camera like, yeah, can you see us? Well, they came out like that, standing on their tails. I've spoken of the mermaid tail before. If that thing slaps you, it's game over. And I've spoken that a female mermaid can easily overpower the strongest human male. If you think because it's a woman, that thing can overpower you. The strength in them is like a tiger mixed with an enraged elephant. They can easily beat a man. If God is not with that man, if that thing catches you in the water, it's game over. They can also exist on land. But in one of the visions that God showed me when I was kneeling and praying to him, I saw that a man caught a mermaid when it was not expecting he caught it in the net and dragged it to a part of the shoreline that was too shallow and she was not prepared to transition out of her water form into her earth form and she began to die. I mean rot in rapid real time. You know when they film a nature series over a period of weeks and then they speed up the footage? That's how that thing was rotting. She went from being medium blue, very strong and robust, as the net pulled her, just like a fish coming out of the water, she began to go, <clears throat> and she began to choke for breath, and she began to rapidly rot and deteriorate until she became quite blackened, charcoal-like. Her skin was peeling and rotting, and her hair was falling out in clumps, all because the fishermen brought her out into this earth realm. In the water realm, they exist as physical being and spirit when brought out here please hear me nephilim are soulless you who feel sorry for them and always want to ask me do the hybrids know that they're hybrids can something that doesn't have a soul not know that it's soulless 
Can Lucifer not know that he's Lucifer? He is in all these beings. They know what they are. They are at no disadvantage except before Christians. God's people are the only ones who can fight, resist them. And in the last days, we are that hope that are going to be praying for people and casting out these demons from them because unwise people won't stay away from the kind of fornications and sexual immorality that invites them to come and be lords and ladies, kings, queen mermaids, princes and princesses over the human vessel. The name of Jesus breaks their power. The name of Jesus makes them bow. But if they catch you out there, who have all the knowledge but no Christ, it will be a very difficult and painful situation for you. And that is all I will share from this message. The final thing in the prophecy that I received today, the mighty men are returning, June 26, 2023, is this. Please listen because it is important. Many will say that this is polarizing doctrine, but to the children of the Bible, those who actually read the word and don't just have it dusty on the bedroom shelf, they know that when God says separate from them, he means it. God says do not accept anyone with fish scales. Do not accept them. That means don't say maybe he just has really bad eczema. I don't think we should judge him. Eczema is different from fish scales. Do not receive anyone bearing evidence of these genes among you. Do not marry them or receive them. They are carrying evidence of the past incursions into the world. They are carrying evidence of the past transgressions and past invasions into society. Basically, God is saying, that the gene of the fallen expresses itself in certain kinds of external traits. And one of them that I have spoken on this channel is extra fingers and extra toes. Of course, that was received with shock into the greater community. But I know someone with that finger. Well, then I guess you know someone with that finger. The Lord says that these kinds of expressions extra digit. This is an extra finger, whether on both hands, both feet, or one hand or one foot. Scaly skin, fish scales, strange eyes, webbed hands and feet. Stay away from them, for this is evidence of a gene still expressing itself. And if you marry them, it will express itself in you. This is the message of the Lord. So in ancient Israel, they received clear instructions. If you're looking for a son for your wife, he better be an Israelite. If you're looking for a daughter, for a wife for your husband, let me put that again. If you're looking for a wife for your son, she better be an Israelite. If you're looking for a husband for your daughter, he better be an Israelite. And God was saying this to them and telling them not to intermarry with the tribes that were all around them, because these people were full of the fallen angel gene. Amorites, Hittites, Girgashites, Canaanites, all the ites. God didn't want to marry, including Philistines. He didn't want them to marry into those peoples, because those peoples were full of all the fallen genes and everything. 
And so God did not want them intermingling with those people. And God is saying the same thing now. So I don't think the difficulty will be in hearing the words that I'm speaking. The difficulty, as always, is that once I have said what God has said, this is when all the questions will start. But what about this? And what about that? And all I can say is God has said what he has said. And I have said what God has said. And now the working out of the obedience is on that side of the camera. Because on this side, I have heard and I have understood and I will obey. And that is all. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. I want to say thank you to all of you who support the ministry. God really bless you for me. And God return your gifts to you and multiply you. I always say that I'm not asking and that those who give, it is your free will gift to the Lord and it is well received. I thank you and I pray that the Lord will multiply you and bless you in more ways than what you have given, that he will gird you about as a shield and protect you and preserve you in all things. I pray for the people on this blog, but I never hold back. And I tell you that one of the main things I pray for people is that you should have a listening ear. There's so many competing voices in this world and so many people, many of you, honestly, you're so weak. You're so weak in your faith and you're very easy to fool. You're very easy to deceive. Anything you hear that sounds convincing, you listen to it. Some people will come here, they've been here for a year, and then I will perhaps tell one of the intercessors, don't moderate the blog this weekend. I will moderate it. I will look at the comments. And then I come and I see someone saying, you know, I've watched so many of these videos, but this other guy on this other channel said this. And, you know, I was thinking that maybe it blends with this. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, God, look at this person mixing salt and sweet one year in the presence of these true words. And they still are able to go and drink from a pond with seaweed and all kinds of dead fish floating in it. And then they will still want to come back to the clean pond. And of course, if you want to mix life and death in you, you will get death because the life of God cannot mix with the death of the lies that many of you are still carrying in you. One of the greatest prayer that I pray for people in the end times is that they will depart out of deception because deception will cost you everything. If a creature comes to your door looking like a man, I shared in 2022 when I was powering through these videos, making five and four of them per day. That the Lord showed me a vision of a man who was not human and he was driving and he came to this house. It was one of these towns here in America where uh, people don't live close together like in the city. So, you know, you have one house and then you drive on this lonely highway for about three hours and then you find the next house. These states that don't have a lot of people in them. And this man came to this woman's door, a complete transformer. Transformer meaning can look human and then transform into something with wings and, and fangs for all we know. Came to the door in the middle of a storm, knocked on this woman's door and then said, oh, you know, my car broke down on the road. And of course, he was one of the handsome ones. So, of course, her brain stopped working properly. No Jesus, maybe, for all we know. Common sense, the Lord showed me. Because a woman can't live alone in that kind of place unless she can shoot. She has a rifle. She knows how to take care of herself in the worldly sense of the world. But being worldly smart cannot save you in the day that Satan comes because Satan is spiritual smart. And many people lack spiritual smart. They lack discernment. 
They lack obedience. Many of those who can discern are poor to obey. That means you can discern and you can spot, but then the discernment, maybe the deception is a little higher than the discernment you have. And that's what I talked about. You can have earthly discernment and then you can have spiritual discernment, but there's that third level that God gives to his people, that is mercy where God will not let you be harmed. But that only works if you obey. So the deception comes. It's above what your earthly senses can pick up. And it's a little higher than the spiritual discernment, your spiritual radar that you have. And then God wants to step in and God tells you, don't open that door for that thing. That's not your brother. And you're like, but it sounds just like Billy. And that is the end for you. That man came to that woman's door and he was like, oh, no, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what I'm asking. Of course, you're a woman. I'm a man. I shouldn't ask. Can I just sit on your porch until the rain cools down? And she said, sure. And she went in the house and then she came back with a little cocoa and she passed it through. And then, you know, she went back in the house and she thought about it. You know, he's a human being just like me. Wrong. I shouldn't treat another human being like this, but anyway, let me just be careful. And she came out and she opened the door again with a blanket. And the second time she went back in the house, the Lord moved the vision to the face of that thing. And I said that I saw that all the softness of humanity had gone away and it was just sharp angle bones, almost like the man was made of just glass or wood or something that was all sharpness all the padding of humanity had gone from his face and it was just a creature grinning and that thing knew i'll just sit on this porch because i know women they always get soft inside she'll be back here and once she opens the door and let me in here that's the end of the story i pray for you to have an open ear i pray for you to have a knee that's quick to bend and pray and a mouth that's slow to open and speak and a mind that even if you have intelligence, what is better than intelligence is divine wisdom and only God can give you that. And that will be one of the greatest saving factors in the end times. That is going to separate the unbeliever from the unbeliever. But you know what else? Godly wisdom is going to separate the true believer from the carnal Christians and the tares. God bless you. I'm Celestial with the Master's Voice. I pray that these two in-depth videos will benefit you just because these things are things that you may never have heard when you were going to church does not make them any less true. God is opening the books and revealing final mysteries. And those who have ears to hear, God bless you as you hear. Until I see you again, goodbye.